In a world filled with information, where do you turn to get straight talk about retirement, investments, and your money? Lock it in to the longest-running financial talk show in Arkansas. And let us help you build the bridge between information and application. Real financial change begins right here, and it starts with you. It's showtime! And welcome in on today's show. Do you feel stuck financially, like you're spinning your wheels and never seem to feel you're improving your situation? Well, on today's show, we've got practical ways to get unstuck and on track. This is the Get Ready for the Future show. It is good to be with you, and thank you for watching on our live stream on this Wednesday and listening all across Central Arkansas if you're with us on radio. My name is Scott Inman, and welcome into the Get Ready for the Future show. Janet Walker and John Shrewsbury with me today. Welcome to you both. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm glad to be back. I know I was off last week. Uh, It's going to have been hit and miss for me lately, but it's good to be back in the the saddle, so to speak, uh, in the in the chair that I usually occupy as we get set for a, another hour show today. And we have a really jam-packed show. I, I, I think it's uh, going to be a great one for you to listen to. Ryan Dietrich will be joining us in the next segment. He's LPL's chief market strategist. We are always blessed to have uh, Ryan join us about once a month to talk about the markets. And oh, is there a lot to talk about with that, with uh, COVID still out there, the 2020 elections now about three weeks away, less than three weeks away. That is hard to believe. Yes. Uh, and of course, a stimulus uh, package still being bantered around in Congress and kind of stuck in the mud one day and looking like progress the next. So we'll talk to Ryan in the next segment to get your uh, market and economic fix. But we're talking about today getting unstuck and on track to becoming financially independent. You know, when I think about being stuck, I have to I have to I have to admit that I think about treadmills. I, I really do. <laughs> I, I I'm a little bit of a I, I don't I hate to call myself a runner because I don't I, I'm not as committed as what I would think a runner needs to be. But I do I do run. I jog frequently, and I hate running on a treadmill. I I, I can't I, stand it. I do have to give you credit for being way more of a runner than either John or I are or I, ever have been. <laughs> I have a treadmill. Uh, how much dust does it have on it? <laughs> having a treadmill. Yeah, having a treadmill is... <laughs> and using one. Those are two different things. That needs a credit card. That's all you need to have a treadmill. <laughs> no, I, I just actually jogged this morning, and it's you know, a beautiful morning here in fall in Arkansas. Oh, yeah. It's about 55, 60 degrees, and the sun is out, and you're looking ahead to the road ahead of you. And that helps me get through it. I think that, I mean, I love being outside. I love seeing the trees and, and nature, but I also, I, I can recall many times picking out, I'm going to just make it to the next mailbox. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to make it to the next uh, block and being able to pick out a spot ahead of me and move forward as opposed to just really, honestly, you're picking your feet up and putting them down. I mean, you can get exercise, but you're not really getting anywhere. Isn't this the same philosophy behind Peloton? Isn't this why Peloton has come uh, as emerged as being this big uh, deal of exercise equipment? Because they've got that interactive and they have the the video of all these places that you can Mm -hmm. go and everything. Mm -hmm. It is a human desire to make progress. And if you're not making progress on your money, then you're really frustrated. Mm -hmm. And, And I think that that's where a lot of people get maybe because they're not making progress on their money, but maybe because they don't have the right perspective. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. And maybe they don't have the right ingredients in their plan to make that happen. Yeah, I think this is, uh, I I like that you had kind of two applications there, John. It it can be, you're just always running and not really feeling like you can save anything because your budget is out of whack and money's always going out more than it's coming in. And that could be the the, the place you need to become unstuck, or it could be in your investment strategy. You, you may not feel like your money's growing because you don't have the right investment strategy uh, in place. So there's a lot of applications today for getting unstuck and getting on track for financial independence. We're going to use, we love psychology here. We, we love to uh, take a look at how real mindset change can, can happen. Because really, that's what we're talking about is change. To get unstuck, you have to be willing to change. And we're going to use best-selling author Dr. Mary Lippitt, uh, who has come up with a a complex change model that is applicable to financial change as well. So according to her model, change requires vision, skill, incentives, resources, and an action plan. So those are the five things we're going to go over today. Vision, vision skill, incentives, resources, 
and an action plan. Scott, what we find with this and what Dr. Lippitt has shown us is that if any one of those elements is missing, then we can't make the progress that we want and need to make. And so if we go through that and look at, all right, on an individual basis, let's pull out each one of these. If you don't have vision, then that leads to confusion. If you don't have skill, it leads to anxiety. If you don't have incentives, there's gradual change. Okay. If you don't have resources, it leads to frustration. And if you don't have an action plan, it's a false start type of situation. So all of those elements, all five of them, really have to be combined in order for you to be able to make any significant change. And I think that these elements are elements that are any significant changes, Janet said, but it's also very essential elements to a financial plan. That's right. You've got to have the vision of where you're going. You've got to have the skill brought to that financial plan for you to get there. Not necessarily your skill, but maybe an advisor's skill to come alongside you. You can't do everything. You don't do everything in your life. And, and money is no different. And so you need some skill maybe from the outside to help you with that. You need some incentives. And obviously at GenWealth, we do a, a deal a lot with people who are ready to retire. Right. And that's an incentive for a, lot certainly of, is. for a lot of people. And if you don't have that incentive, then you're really not ever going to get there. It, you're, you're going to have some gradual change, but you won't have big change. And then the resources, obviously, you've got to be saving and investing money. You've got to have the right investment resources. You've got to have the right planning resources because, as we are fond of saying, garbage in, garbage out on a financial plan. Right. If you don't have the right resources to bring to bear with this and get you down the road of where you want to go, there's going to be a problem. Well, and I want to focus on that last one of the, the action plan itself because we are incredibly planning focused at GenWealth. You can have all of these other elements in place, and if you don't put them together with a plan, then you're still not going to make the progress that that you want and need to make toward your financial independence, toward your ideal retirement. It is imperative that you take all of those tools together and implement them with an action plan. Scott, I would say that our our listeners should grab a pen and a piece of paper and and actually begin to, to write these things down because that's I think these are so important to actually getting where you want to go. You've got to have that plan in place. You've got mm-hmm. to have all those elements of a plan in place. And so grab a pen and a piece of paper and sit down and write down. Do I have the vision of what I need as far as my, my plan is concerned? Do I have the skill? Do I have the incentives? Do I have the resources? And do I have actually an action plan? We're fond here at GenWealth of talking about having a plan on paper on purpose. There's a reason for that. There is a reason that we write it down because it becomes more real to you when you actually can touch it and feel it and 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 go back and observe it. Uh, you know, there's all kinds of plans that are made, Janet, over uh, a cup of coffee oh, yeah. at, at a at a table or something, and then you know all of that kind of gets left at the table once you get up and leave if you don't have it in writing. You know, John, one of the things that that and one of the reasons that you and I have worked well over the years together as business partners is this combination of the visionary in you and the implementer in me and when you think about that that's that's a representation of this yes you have to have the vision to be able to get started but then we've got to walk through each of these steps and ultimately get to an action plan of okay how are we going to make that vision become a reality because you can sit around all day and dream about your retirement but it's not going to get you anywhere Mm -hmm. you have to be able to say all right what do i need to do today to make this a reality on whatever your timeline is. And that goes to, before you can get to the how-to, you have to decide if there's a want to. Yes. I mean, you, the vision is really about what, are, what does your future look like? I, I think I'm pretty good at the vision part, but that's a great point that you made that only one of these is not going to get it done. You have to have them right. all. Um, the vision can be just dreaming, but it can also be a real clear picture of how you want your life to be in the future, but you have to do the other steps to make it a reality. So we're going to talk on the other side of the break to LPL's chief market strategist, Ryan Dietrich. So we'll take a break on the unstuck part and get into the economy, the markets, the election. Uh, No holds barred with Ryan when we come back on the Get Ready for the Future show. If you want the answer, ask the question. Email info at getreadyforthefuture.com with your name, location, and question, and we'll answer it on the air. We'll be back in just a moment. 
This is Scott Inman. At Genwell Financial Advisors, we understand that there should be more to retirement than just the size of your nest egg. Whether it's more time for family, a fresh start, or just stopping and enjoying life. Whatever it is for you, we know that your retirement should be more. With offices across Central Arkansas, there is a GenWealth location nearby. Call 501-653-7355 or visit us online to schedule an appointment and harness the power of more. Securities offered through LPL Financial Member FINRA SIPC. Investments and economics move at the speed of light. And we've got the latest information you need to know to stay ahead of the game. From GenWealth Financial Advisors, it's the fastest four minutes in investing. Scott Inman and John Shrewsbury here for the fastest four minutes in investing. Thank you for watching on social media and listening on the Get Ready for the Future show. Hey, John, we're a little more than two weeks. I'd say just less than three from the election. I think everybody knows that. And, you know, every election is said to be the most important election in our country's history. But this one really feels like it could be. It's very consequential. I think you've got a a very clear uh, difference between the candidates. They they have completely different philosophies on how government should be running, you know, and how uh, government should interact with your life. And so there's a lot riding on this election. And we're we are really focused on this here at GenWealth in a number of different ways. Lots of issues that matter. But obviously, what we work with day in day out, is how is it going to affect uh, people's path towards financial independence, their investment strategy, the economy, market. So today we want to give you a little behind-the-scenes look at GenWealth and what we're doing in light of the concern over the election and how it might affect you. So one of the things we want to mention is the pre-election town hall. We are going to do a Facebook Live event on October 27th. It's free. You can go to our Facebook page and you're probably even watching it right now. So yep. you can just click on the uh, Facebook event, say you're interested in going, and you'll get reminders in case you forget between now and then. That's one week out. No registration required, 7 p.m. Tuesday, October 27th. Another thing that, uh, Scott, we are focusing on here at GenWealth is to be sure that you are properly diversified. So if you're not properly diversified and ready for some volatility, mm-hmm. I would likely get there because I think that that obviously volatility is a high probability as we move closer and closer to the election. And maybe even after the election date, we're probably going to have some adjustments in the market and volatility while if you're accumulating, volatility is your friend, right. but it can be your enemy if you are in retirement. Yeah, don't let, if you're younger and you're accumulating, don't let that volatility get you to stop putting in to your retirement accounts during this time. But if you are on the cusp of, if you're in the retirement red zone, and that could be 10 years out from retirement, John. That's right. More diversification may be needed. Yeah, uh, obviously the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process is built for times like this uh, because we uh, basically, uh, try to combat volatility in the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. So that is something that you probably ought to go ahead and, and explore if you're not in that kind of position. Now, with the election results come a possible change in taxes for this country. And taxes are fairly low, or at least it's a known quantity right now. So right. is there something that investors should be looking at from a tax perspective before things could possibly change? That is a possibility. Uh, there's all kinds of talk about a capital gain tax increase. If the Democrats are elected, what does that have to do as far as your overall financial plan is concerned? And if you have highly appreciated stock, is that something that you may want to consider selling now as opposed to later? That, that Again, no advice being given here, uh, but it is worthy of a discussion with your advisor as to whether or not now might be the time to uh, begin to take some profits on some highly appreciated stock while you know what that quantity of tax would be at this juncture. Well, and the final thing for us is to continue to focus on the long term. We're going to talk to Ryan Dietrich about that. Yeah, short term, we, we it could be a mess, right, over the yes. next few months. But keep a long-term approach with your equity exposure, and that includes people in retirement. Yeah, equities are for the long term. They are long-term investments, and they should not be judged by short-term performance or short-term events. And we're probably going to have some short-term events coming up in the next couple of weeks or so. Don't forget about our pre-election town hall on our Facebook Live event. Tuesday, October 27th at 7 p.m. That is it for the fastest four minutes in investing. Again, thanks for watching. The Get Ready for the Future show continues next. Get off the crazy train and onto a more dependable track with the Gen Wealth team. All aboard the Get Ready for the Future show after the break. 
from the Gen Wealth Radio Network Studios. We're back with more of the Get Ready for the Future show. Our show today, the topic is getting unstuck and on track towards financial independence. And we'll return to the action steps that we have uh, borrowed, I guess you would say, from best-selling author Dr. Mary Lippitt. Uh, her model for complex change. And we'll get into that. But right now, we're going to step into our interview with LPL's chief market strategist, Ryan Dietrich. Ryan is with us right now. Good morning to you, sir. Hey, guys. Good morning. I'm so glad to be here. And it's, it's been a whole month since I last talked to you. It goes fast, <laughs> but I'm glad to be back. Any idea how many other interviews you've done since you last did one with us? I don't know, 100, 110? <laughs> it's been a few. You know, Bert and I just did one for like an hour. Bert White, I know you guys yep. all know Bert. So Bert and I did something for an hour just a little bit ago. So I'm a, you know, it's it's a struggle working with Bert for an hour, but we made it. It was fun. <laughs> well, we won't keep you that long. But, but you know, if Bert tells a story, that shouldn't be too difficult to do. Uh, <laughs> hey, as we speak today, Ryan, the Trump administration and Congress going back and forth on this potential another round of stimulus uh, as it relates to the COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, lately, the market, you know, has seemed occasionally at least to rally or decline based on the status of of those negotiations, what do you expect to come from this, and and what does that expectation mean for equities? Well, you know, the, the truth of the matter is, guys, we think the odds of getting a next deal done before the election is easily less than 50-50. I mean, we're getting closer. We're better than we were two weeks ago. But the main sticking point between Republicans and Democrats continues to be, you know, how much support do you give to local municipalities and states? And it just doesn't seem like the two sides are going to come to an agreement there. But the stock market... Yeah, stock market's a funny thing, right? It's okay with waiting a little longer because it realizes maybe after the election, you actually get a larger stimulus bill. And we think partially that's kind of why, you know, stocks have done so strongly over the last two weeks. We had that four-week losing streak, 10% correction in the S&P, more on the big cap tech names. Now, just as fast, we're bouncing back. The economy's still fairly strong. We can talk about that, but the market's okay to wait a little more and maybe even get a little bit larger stimulus um, package after the election. And that's where I think things are. So, Ryan, how do you feel about the upcoming election, given the market's propensity to predict elections, as you have talked about yeah. over the years, and all the volatility that's going on? Are you getting a clear indication here, or what uh, What do you think about all this? Yeah, well, John, I think the crystal ball is maybe a little foggy, but you know, we'll, we'll talk about what we're seeing, right? Historically speaking, how stocks do ahead of an election is a really good indicator. What I mean by that is the S&P's up three months before or down three months before. If it's up, the incumbent party tends to win. If it's down, the incumbent party tends to lose. It's worked 87% of the time going back to the Great Depression. The flip side of that is recessions are re-election killers. What I mean by that, the last four recessions we've seen since the Great Depression the president up for re-election has never won. So you kind of have these differing sides of things, getting a little geekier. You look at wage growth, which we have had wage growth this year. Thank you to the CARES Act, maybe an exclamation point next to that, um, or an asterisk next to that. And the U.S. dollar has been weak. You, a weak U.S. dollar historically has been a good sign for the incumbent president. So what I'm getting at, there's all these different signs that we're seeing. At LPL Research, we put it like this. We do not think it's just so obvious that Joe Biden's going to win. We think it's maybe closer to a coin flip when we look at some of the other things. And at the end of the day, we think um, Congress will probably still be divided with Republicans in the Senate and Democrats uh, take the House. And at the end of the day, a divided Washington is actually one of the better scenarios from an investment's point of view. We've had a divided Congress. The S&P is up 17 percent on average per year and been down since the early 80s. We have a divided Congress this year and potentially another green year um, on the horizon. Hey, Ryan, sticking with the topic of the election, let's look a little bit about big technology companies yeah. at this point. So what's the basis of your concern about a, a blue wave when it comes to big technology companies? Yeah, Janet, that's a great question. We've been getting that a lot here at LPL Research. What we just saw a week ago, all right, just a week ago, House Democrats brought, a, brought about a bill about some antitrust against some of the big fang companies. In essence, saying they're too powerful. So there is the, some potential concern if we get a blue wave, could, could you know, Democrats go after some of the big, uh, big tech names? We don't think they're going to break them up, but maybe put some potential handicaps on them, and that could uh, slow things down a little bit. But let's be honest. If you look at earnings season, which is starting off right now, technology continues to be the true all-star. In the second quarter, they're the all-star. Um, you know, there's just so many things that are major tailwinds for the group in general. We still like growth. We still like technology. After the election, we'll kind of watch it closely, but, but I'll wrap it up like this. In 2016, when President Trump won, everyone said coal, steel, and financials would do well. They've struggled. 
and they said he's going to go after big cap tech because he and Jeff Bezos and Google didn't like each other, um, or Amazon didn't like each other. Well, technology's done great the last four years, so it's 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 fun to kind of say, well, this sector will do this based on this. Sometimes you know we can be wrong in that. And I just want to stress that, so maybe continue to focus on the fundamentals. And the fundamentals of technology are still really, really strong. So let's not ignore that. Scott, uh, I want to hang out for just a second on this election before sure. we move on because you said something about a coin flip. I wonder what your thoughts are about the equities markets if we get into a situation that it's really not clear who the president is. Yeah, well, I mean, there's only a few times that's happened in history. We had a contested election after 1960. didn't last very long. The stock market took its stride. Obviously, in 2000, from the election day in early November until I believe it was December 12th, when the Supreme Court finally said that George Bush uh, won, the stock market pulled back about 10%, approximately. If we get in that scenario, Bert and I, we talked about this. If it's just we're counting votes, you know, we can go a couple days. Stock market will probably take that in stride. If there's a contested election, mm-hmm. one of the two candidates said, just say, you know, all out guns blazing, get attorneys, go all out and try to sue and do this and that, the stock market's probably not going to like that. And we wouldn't be shocked at all if we had another 8 to 10% correction like we did in 2000. The good news to any of this is eventually we're going to get a president. And the other good news is whoever wins is going to have an economy that likely will not be in recession next year. Earnings growth up over 20% globally. So whoever gets the keys to the cars is going to be in pretty good shape. But the stock market hates uncertainty, mm-hmm. and that would lead to a lot of uncertainty should we have that very um, you know, difficult transfer of power or who's going to take over, I guess we'll call it. Short-term problems, but hopefully long-term growth. That's what we're hoping for there. We're talking to Ryan Dietrich, LPL's chief market strategist on today's Get Ready for the Future show. Let's talk a little fundamentals, uh, Ryan. We we always like to believe the market's going to eventually return to fundamentals, uh, even though it throws fits from time to time. Earnings season has arrived. Investors are turning their attention to the results coming from corporate America. Give us the top things, maybe three, top three things that you and your team are looking for uh, out of this round of earnings. Yeah, I mean, kind of similar to what I talked about. Technology and healthcare are the two all-stars, right? They did great in the second quarter. Those are the two biggest parts of the S&P 500. We think they're going to step up once again. If you look at what corporate America said so far in terms of the pre-announcements, by a two-to-one margin, we've had more positive than negative announcements. Usually it's the other way around. Normally you get all the bad news out first. So maybe corporate America, again, has seen some positive steps there. And, you know, um, let's see, what's, what's the last one I want to talk about? Um, well, here, about this. Normally... I think earnings are supposed to come in like negative 20% approximately year over year in the third quarter. You look at the last couple quarters, we've had some major, major beats. Last quarter, the average S&P 500 company beat earnings by 20%, an all-time record. We're not expecting that again. But one thing we've seen with this economic recovery, employment has been weak. There's no doubt. Other parts of the economy, though, have been coming back stronger than most people expect. And we once again expect earnings season to suggest that. And as we head into the fourth quarter, if I get close to break even in terms of earnings, then by the first quarter next year, we're going to have positive earnings growth. And that should continue to drive things into 2021. Ryan, we're seeing some allocation changes in some of the portfolios that your team is managing for us here at GenWealth and and across LPL Financial. Give us some of the thoughts behind those allocation changes and and what what you're doing to implement those. Absolutely. So, I mean, coming into this year, I've talked to you guys a lot. We liked growth, right? We liked healthcare and, and, and technology and communications. But all of a sudden, you think about what's going on in the world. There are some positives. I just talked about the economy coming back. So we're looking at like some of the areas like cyclical value, um, industrials, materials, potentially small caps as well. And if the economy does better next year, those are the areas that do well. If you turn on CBC, you hear cyclical value all the time. That just means if the economy is doing better, that's an area to go. So really the way we're looking at our portfolios is we head into 2021, I call it a barbell approach. You know, on the one side, stick with who got you there, tech and healthcare. Uh, they've done great communication services. But the other side of things, maybe industrials, materials, and small caps could do well. And that's from that barbell approach of the portfolio. You're kind of insulated one way or the other. If you have a slowdown or an expansion, I mean, you don't have to just make one big bet. You know, let's be diversified and be smart about it. And those are some of the groups we do think will continue to do well in the 2021. Ryan, we're seeing an increase in the number of COVID-19 cases, uh, the most since July at this point. Are you fearful of a return uh, to more shutdowns if we continue to see more increased cases into the fall? Yeah, I think we, we are. And you look at Europe. I mean, my goodness, Europe is having a major problem, especially Western Europe, with all of these huge spikes in, in cases in Europe. And, you know, everyone said that they had it under control a couple of months ago. So it's just this, this devastating fight that we will continue to, to do. Are we going to go down to the major lockdown?
lockdowns that we saw back in March and April? We don't think so. But could there be the rolling slowdowns and shutdowns? Sure. I mean, what did Disney just say? Disney just laid off 28,000 people, all right? 9,000 people at Allstate, uh, or 9,000 people at Shell, 4,000 at Allstate, maybe 30,000 to 50,000 people in the airline industry, but there's probably going to be some help there. What I'm getting at is these, these you call a rolling shutdown. At the same time, what's going on with COVID is impacting people's lives and the services side of things. Manufacturing's come back. So it's uh, it's still, um, we're still a long way away. The good news, though, at least a long way away from a full economic recovery is what I should say. Good news is, yes, I mean, vaccines are getting closer. Last couple days, maybe some negative news on some of the vaccines need to take a little bit of a pause. But with the, look at the major therapeutic breakthroughs. We think, you know, the market rallied a lot the last two weeks. President Trump got sick. Within two or three days, he's out of the hospital feeling good. Yes, he got all that cocktail of drugs because he's the president. But potentially, look what Bill Gates wrote about two days after he got out of um the hospital. Would it be great if everything that they just gave President Trump within two to three months, the average American can get? And that's potentially what the what the stock market sees on the therapeutic side of things. And that's um, major positive. So six months, 12 months from now, hopefully this is way in the rearview mirror. Ryan, we've got about a minute left. I want to just get your quick thoughts on the election, but not the presidential election, but the congressional election. Obviously, the Senate is up for grabs. Yeah. Uh, not much going on on the House side. Not a lot of big uh, tectonic changes there. But what about the Senate? And, and how is that likely to affect equities? Well, I mean, you know, the, one of the fears we hear about is a blue wave potentially. Now, if you look in history, stocks have done pretty well under the blue wave scenario. But when you think, talk about the Senate, again, I kind of hinted at it earlier. We think this election is much closer. The presidential election is much closer than what people give it credit for. So likely the Republicans contain uh, continue to have the Senate. And I, I'm right here in South Carolina, right across the border in North Carolina. There's some some issues going on with uh, with the senators that are going forward um, from the from from the Democratic side of things that, that might even sway this whole thing. I uh, got himself in a little bit of trouble. So we're watching that one closely. Uh, but at the end of the day, we think a split Congress is still how this is all going to be all said and done in a, a month from now when we look up. It is hard to believe that it's only about 20 days away, less than three yeah, weeks away till the election. And a lot could certainly change in that time frame. Ryan, thanks again for being with us. As always, we, we're very grateful for your time. I know, really, honestly, you are a very busy man. And, and thanks for making time for us. Anytime. I'm honored to be here, guys. And I guess next time I see you, we'll have a new president. Let's hope, right? Yes. Not new. I didn't mean it like that, but we'll have a winner <laughs> yeah. of the election is what I meant We'll have say. a result. That's right. Yeah. All yeah. right, Ryan, thanks very much. So you get ready for the future show continues right after this. Want to know what goes on in the studio? During this break, go subscribe to the Gen Wealth Financial Advisors YouTube channel and get all the straight talk on retirement, investments, and your money. Education driven, strategy based, team delivered. That's how we roll on the Get Ready for the Future show, and we're back for more. Hey, our thanks again to Ryan Dietrich from LPL Financial for joining us as he does each and every month. And if you listen to that interview, you heard a lot of talk about the upcoming election. We want to take a minute to uh, give you uh, an opportunity to think about uh, to find out a little bit more about the election. Obviously, we talked about it in that interview, guys, that things can change. Uh, we, we are 20 days out. That seems like a very little amount of time. But we, by the time we get to October 27th, when we hold our election town hall, we could be talking about a whole myriad of other things. Uh, it is a Facebook live event. October 27th, the election town hall. All you have to do is go to our Facebook page and say you're interested in going to this Facebook event, or you can click a link on our website, getreadyforthefuture.com. The election town hall, we're going to be talking about the... Actually, I would say it like this. I would almost say you can get your ears tickled on either direction as far as what candidate mm -hmm. you want to win the presidential election or Congress or whatever you want to hear about the election. This is going to be a little different. This is going to be how does it affect your pocketbook, right? How yep. What potentially could happen to the economy? What could happen to your investments based on the different scenarios that could take place as a result of the November 3rd election. Scott, uh, clearly there are completely different schools of thought between mm -hmm. Biden and Trump on the issue of taxes. And, and taxes is a, a big deal when it comes to your money because obviously the government gets the first bite of it uh, before you even get it in, in most cases. Or if you're successful and you uh, maybe get a capital gain on a stock or something right. and you sell it, you're going to figure out that the government participates in that sale with yeah. you. So so there are a lot of things afoot there and we'll have several things 
things that that you can pretty well uh, hang your hat on if President Trump is reelected. And then you'll have several things that Joe Biden has clearly said on his website that that he would do from a tax standpoint. So we'll be delving into that, plus a lot of talk about just how the markets could react and things of that nature. Many of the things likely uh, very much in line with what Ryan Dietrich just talked about. Yeah, and we're also very thrilled to have Roby Brock with us during that election town hall. I talked to Roby earlier this week. He's from Talk Business and Politics. They do an awesome job covering Arkansas politics with a little bit of national flavor as well. And they'll they'll probably have some new polls out by then to give us kind of a a little bit of a a crystal ball on what may happen in the election. So join us for the election town hall October 27th. It's a Facebook live event. Just go to our Facebook page, say you're interested in going, and you'll be able to get some reminders. Or you can find it with a link uh, on our website, getreadyforthefuture.com. We're talking today about getting unstuck. We, we use the treadmill analogy. Do you feel like, financially speaking, that you're just running on this treadmill and never getting anywhere? How do you make change? And we talked about the want to. You have to want to make change first. But Dr. Mary Lippitt, who's a best-selling author, has come up with a complex change model that has five key things that you have to have to affect real change. And we're going to go over those five for the rest of this program. The first one, and I think it's so important that it's first, is vision. Among the five essential elements, vision is number one. Without vision, the result is confusion. You know, I think about when I was a kid, uh, my grandmother, I would talk to her about all my plans for the future. And by the way, I've probably never revealed this to you, but my big aspiration when I was about seven years old was to be the chef in the White House. When really? are you? When are you cooking for us? Yeah, well, I don't know about if I was really on track for that goal, <laughs> but uh, I do like to cook, and I did then, and I used to always talk about that with my grandmother, among other things. But as I got older, I was always very future focused. I've always been that way, so I have no problem with vision. The downside of that is, is she would always tell me, "You're wishing your life away. You got to live in the present a little That's bit right. too, right?" Yeah. But but to cast that vision is so important; it just can't be a dream, Janet, as you mentioned earlier. Yeah, I, I'll tell you one of my stories from childhood we had my my brothers are older than i am and they had a bunch of legos and all that kind of thing and we had all kind of gotten through the lego phase of life but there were still some legos lying around and i found i was just kind of thinking about and making some notes about the future and i found uh, just a, a small box of legos there were not very many in there and i i took those little random pieces and i built a little house out of those legos and i put it in my in my window seal and it was there to remind me this was like in junior high it was there to remind me that I wanted to be a homeowner at a young age and and I bought a house less than a year out of college and where a lot of my friends were still in apartments and that type of thing and guys I still have that I still have that Lego piece in my office today and and at this point it represents different things but but it's so important for you to think about your goals and your values. That's what creates your vision. What's important to you? What do you want to do? When it comes to your finances, I think the big kahuna as far as personal finance is concerned is people want to be financially independent. Now, what financial independence means to each other, uh, each person is, is a little bit different, but you've got to have that clear vision of what financial independence would be like. What would it be like if you could make work optional. What would it be like if you went to work because you wanted to as opposed to because you had to? What would it be like if you didn't even have to go to work? Uh, those are all things that that I think people begin to think about when it comes to financial independence. And we want to ask you, what does it mean to you? And as you sit down and you write these things out, as we said earlier in the show, and you begin to, to uh, fill in some of the blanks as far as vision is concerned, what is your vision for financial independence? As long as we've worked in, in this industry, Janet, we've heard almost every story that you can imagine oh, yeah. about what people want to do when they retire or what people want out of their money. And, and financial independence is a big, uh, I guess, general label on it, sort of like, uh, I don't know, Xerox, if you will. It's yeah. it, it's like yeah. a general label for everything. But financial independence is one of those things that is very personal to people. Yeah, and I think you just have to spend some time defining that. What does it look like for you? And and your picture is going to be very different from any other conversation we've ever had with anybody here at GenWealth. It's 
it's it's your vision for your retirement. It's the commonality here with everybody would be if you had enough money and enough time. Mm-hmm. But that's a big number that changes from person to person. Well, how much is enough money? Well, it comes back to income, right? So you have to have the plan in place that when you have enough money and enough time, that's financial independence. What does it mean to use casting that vision? So important. See yourself in the future doing what you'd like to do. Our second essential element to affect change is incentives. And you know, one of the disincentives of long-term planning is really the lack of instant gratification, right? I mean, that when we talk about feeling like you're on a treadmill, some of that has to do with the decision-making that we're doing, right? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I would just actually just, <laughs> I just bought a shirt on Facebook last night or through Facebook. You know, I think about all those ads that are coming up when you see Facebook now. And, and now that I've bought that shirt, it was like a American revolutionary type <laughs> shirt, right? Now, every history related t-shirt yes. company that ever yes. existed is on my Facebook feed. And that yeah, I don't know that it's ever been harder, guys, to to really yeah. delay gratification. Well, delayed gratification is lost art. Uh, the people who we work with today saved and scrimped and and put money away and and did whatever they had to do to get the wealth that they have today. And it doesn't happen overnight. There is no stock that you're going to go buy that is going to make you a millionaire. Now, you can hear stories about that, but those things don't happen on a regular. They just don't. And so you've got to understand that it does take discipline and some delayed gratification in in the vein that we're talking about here to say, I am going to put off the the small win today so yeah. I can get that big win in the future. Guys, I, I, I've got college on the brain these days because my Boy, son is getting she. Yeah, my son's getting acceptance letters and, and that kind of stuff. It's it's just kinda all coming in at this point. But this makes me think about uh, in his college planning and there's a parallel for retirement, but it's easier for us to see as parents, it's easier as for us to see these things in our children. But when you think about these incentives and instant gratification on any given day it is way more pleasant for my son to sit down and play a game on the computer rather than doing his homework assignment it may be a small assignment it may be a big one doesn't matter at this point his gpa is like dancing on the borderline of where he needs to be and so if he seeks that instant gratification rather than the long-term planning rather than focusing on man i i'm going to give up playing on the computer tonight so that i can get this work done so that i can keep my gpa where it needs to be so that i can get a scholarship you know and that that line of conversation just goes on out and what's the parallel for you what are you choosing to do that's easy and comfortable and rewarding and gratifying right now that really maybe you ought to think about your future self and say you know what i don't have to do that right now because i want to be able to do these other things in the future but at the same time you have to give yourself a little outlet, right? Yes, you, you absolutely. Need a, need a little fun be money. Yeah. That's right. It's yeah. just, I call it planned spontaneity. Yes. Right? You have some cash set aside to yep. whatever I wake up and feel like doing. That's what it's there for. It has a purpose, just like your budget has a purpose, and you don't go outside of that. I think that's why it's very difficult. You know, we talked about the fire movement on this show before, yes. the, the retiring early. That's very difficult to do for many reasons. On the back end, you have to live so long without a paycheck, but to get there, you have to always, constantly deprive yourself of instant gratification and never have that outlet very difficult to do all right our next one is skill without the skill the result is anxiety you know when it comes to personal finances there's some skill i think you can obtain there's some skill you can leverage with the use of a financial advisor there is a foundational knowledge though that you really need to have Scott, I, you know, it's it would be soul-serving for us to sit here and talk about, oh, well, you know, they, they get the ah moment when they come into Gen Wealth because we have the magic wand. We don't have the magic wand necessarily, but what we do bring to the table is skill. We have got yeah. years and years of experience of working with people to help them get ready to retire. And it is that that kind of uh, relaxation, if you will. It is the completeness. It's the removal of that anxiety when you bring skill into the equation. And sometimes that takes a while for you, as, uh, sitting on the client side, uh, for you as the investor to really absorb that difference that the skill set brings in. Because I've, I, there are people I've worked with for years, and they're anxious and anxious and anxious. And then one day they come in, and it's like, 
okay, I get it. And and we've transferred enough of that knowledge to them, the skill, if you will, that they're at a point that they can have some peace of mind. So I would say to you, being good at money isn't knowing something that you were never taught, but choosing a team you can trust to guide you through it. Yeah, and if this sounds like a choice that you're ready to make, you know, uh, get that team. Get that yeah. team that will guide you through it. You can get started toward financial change by giving us a call. You can click a link in the comments if you're watching on Facebook today, or you can call us 501 653 7355 to set up a complimentary first appointment. It's just a discussion about your goals, setting that vision for your financial independence. A Gen Wealth Advisor is ready to help. We're going to take a break and be back after this. The Get Ready for the Future show continues in a moment. Education driven, strategy based, team delivered. That's how we roll on the Get Ready for the Future show. And we'll be right back. A smarter, simpler, more personal approach to retirement continues with the Get Ready for the Future show. Talking about getting unstuck and on track for financial independence on today's Get Ready for the Future show using five essential elements for change, vision, skill, incentives, resources, and an action plan. And we've talked about three of those, vision, skill, and incentives. We're going to get into this segment with resources and an action plan. Do want to wrap up by what we were talking about with skill. Needing a foundational knowledge can come through a trusted team to help guide you toward financial independence. Also, it can come through education. You, You can learn some things on your own, and we are there to help you out. Education is our passion. You can go get some resources at GetReadyForTheFuture.com. You can also plan to join us on October 27th for our election town hall. Are you worried about the results of this election? Are you worried about uh, what's going to happen to your investments or what's going to happen to your financial future? We're going to be talking about those things on October 27th at our election town hall. Roby Brock will join us from Talk Business and Politics with the latest polling numbers and, and his insights. It is a Facebook Live event, and all you have to do is go to our Facebook page and say you're interested in going, and Facebook will give you those reminders that it's coming up. It's a week before the election, so hopefully it will be some very timely information. You can also find it at GetReadyForTheFuture.com, a link uh, to, to uh, sign up for the event. So do that. We're looking forward to bringing you that on October 27th. All right, so these final two essential elements, we'll start with resources. This is imperative to have to affect change. You know, we just talked about some of the resources, the educational resources that we have. You need resources to create a financial change in your life. They can come in many forms. Sometimes it's having the right tools to get started. And other times, guys, it's access to the right people to be able to help you. Scott, I, I think about this kind of like almost like I think about the the end of the Pledge of Allegiance. You know, it says in liberty and justice and a financial plan for all. <laughs> there you go. I don't I, think I, that's the way I learned well, it. <laughs> but, yeah, it's not how you learned it, but that's that's how it is around here at Genwealth. We believe that financial planning and financial services is a public service. That's right. This is what we do, and it's not just what we do to make a living. It's what we do to make a difference. And when you understand that that the the key to this is having the right resources, you understand a lot about GenWealth. Number one, GenWealth is in a position where we do not have account minimums. We don't say that you've got to have so much money in order to have access to a good financial plan. Uh, All you have to do is come in and and sit down and work with us and we will help you get there. And if you've got, uh, you know, a few hundred dollars that you want to get started into a Roth IRA as an example, you can do that. If you've got millions of dollars and you want to pave your way to financial independence, you can do that. So the, the door is very wide open here at GenWealth. And I think about it, guys, when, we, when you think about what we did at the very beginning of this company, when we chose LPL Financial as our broker dealer, right. we did that so we would have the resources to, to basically pass along to our clients. We did not limit ourselves in terms of, of offerings or products or anything of that nature because we don't believe that that you know, there's a one size fits all for anybody. Yeah, that was critical in our decision making process. And it it is important to you as an investor to understand the distinction that 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 gives us the the point of being independent 
in this industry is very important to understand because if you if you're working with an advisor who is not independent then number one they're having to utilize the products that their company is telling them hey this is what you need to sell okay number two it, when you begin to to look at the product selection sometimes there are proprietary products that may or may not be the best selection out there but they have to use those proprietary products with with us if being affiliated with LPL, the advantage to you is that we are completely independent, which means if we're working with, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Investor, then as we put together the plan for Mr. and Mrs. Investor, then we get to go then to the entire selection of products that are available. As long as they are not proprietary to one particular company, we have the ability to choose from all of those products out there and decide what is going to be in your best interest from all of the products that are available in order to implement your plan and it starts with that plan first it's very critical to begin to to look at that that is a resource frankly that you need to have in your toolkit to have a financial plan to guide you along the way scott speaking of resources this show is a resource Mm -hmm. our website is a resource our workshops are a resource whether they're in person or online our town hall coming up is a resource we don't do this just because we like to hang out with each other at seven o'clock on a tuesday night before the election right we do this because we want to pass along information to you so you can make better decisions about what may be going on in your finances resources are plentiful at gen wealth you got to be able to access those resources and and have the uptake of those resources in order to affect that positive outcome that you're looking for. Well, before we leave the resources, I want to throw another one out there to, to bang the LPL drum just a bit. Brian Dietrich on the show earlier, LPL, oh, yeah. LPL Financial, LPL Research, about a 60-person team. Uh, that's who we leverage. Uh, they're always looking at the economy and the markets and providing data and research to us to help us make uh, decisions for our clients' investments. All right, so our final one. As we wrap up the show today, an action plan. You knew it was going to come back to a plan. It always comes back to a plan. It should come back to a plan because if you don't have it on paper on purpose, it is still just floating out there in the breeze. You know, we talked about the vision. Let's let's connect the dots here. You start with a vision. It's in your head. You're, you're just thinking about it. And, and that's great. And I spend a lot of time thinking about what my life's going to be like in 20 years. But if I don't put it on paper into an action plan, how do I ever really move forward? You know, I was thinking about the, the content of the show as I was working with uh, some clients earlier this week. They are in really good shape. They have done all of the things that they had to do uh, through the years to be able to save. They had all of the elements in place. The only thing that they did not have is the action plan. They had the vision. They knew what they wanted. They knew when they wanted to retire. They knew that they had to save money to get there. They, they, they had some skill about that. They had you know utilized the resources that they had. They had all those things in place, but what they did not have is that action plan. And we laid out an action plan for them on paper, on purpose. We actually did the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. And when you get one of those, you see very clear where your money's coming from, where it's sequenced from, how much it's going to be. We talk about before tax and after tax money. So you get Mm -hmm. spendable income. You have that action plan that you can take advantage of in the Gen Wealth Ready to Retire process. And it was just a beautiful thing to to understand what the doctor has told us here about uh, the things that really do affect change. And change is coming to these folks because they're likely to uh, be retired come January 1. Yeah, we, we said if you don't have an action plan in place, according to the doctor, that's going to lead to a false start. So right. having money really is not the same as knowing how to use it. That's critical to understand. Mm-hmm. That means that a plan is not a secret stash of cash that you don't touch, nor is it a single financial product that somebody sold you 10 years ago. It is, it's ever-changing. I think that's a critical yeah. point, guys, that, that people need to understand and we used to use the analogy, John, about a snapshot, a photograph versus a video. 
your plan is a snapshot in time, but it needs to change over the years. It needs to be adjusted because life is a video. Your financial life is a video. It is ever changing. And there's no way that something that you did 10 years ago can be exactly on track for where life is right now. You need to be able to make some adjustments along the way. So it's critical to revisit, not only have a plan to start with, but to revisit that plan over time. And, and you know, you might say, well, a plan is going to be costly. It's going to cost me time it's going to cost me money there may be some cost involved in it if you sit down with one of our advisors and and it will cost you a little bit of time to pull some information together but think about what it will cost you if you don't do it that's right it is the uh, that false start it is not getting off the ground as far as your plan is concerned and not being able to to see the change that you're looking for uh, I, I have seen dreams get crashed uh, into the ground because people were afraid to spend a little bit of money to be sure that they had a lot of money in the future. And you can't make decisions like that. You can't be penny wise and pound foolish. You've got to think about the big picture. And I think uh, spending whatever money may be necessary to get a financial plan is key to that element. Now, you mentioned, Janet, the plan is not a secret stash of cash. That's a just-in-case retirement. You That's don't right. want a just-in-case retirement. Right. That's not financial independence. You heard the bell there. It's time for our final thoughts. I go back to the treadmill. That treadmill's been stuck in my head since the beginning of the show. You know, I said you can't really see any progress. That's not entirely true. I used to run on a treadmill with a floor-to-ceiling window. I could see out there. I could see that I could be going out there. I was just stuck on that treadmill. Do you feel like you're, you, you can maybe cast that vision, but you have no idea how you're going to get there? These steps and reaching out to a Genwell financial advisor can move you off that treadmill outside that gym and toward your financial goals. Scott, I think change is difficult for a lot of people. Uh, you know, inertia takes over sometimes, and it's hard to break out. But you've got to break out, and you have the five elements now. If you did what we said at the beginning of the show and wrote those things down, you've got those five elements. You can fill in the blanks with the things that we've talked about. Now it's up to you. Now it's time for you to take the action that's necessary to make all this come to fruition. You can do that by clicking the link if you're watching on Facebook Live or give us a call at 501-653-7355. Final thoughts, Janet? My, my thoughts go back to what you said about costs. There's some cost in getting a plan together, yes, but I'll give you an example of family I met with years ago that as a result of meeting with me, they also met with an estate planning attorney uh, that I encouraged them to meet with, and that meeting saved them $45,000 later on. Mm. It was worth the cost of meeting with me and of meeting with the estate planning attorney. How many $45,000 decisions do you have in your future? Give us a call. We have offices in Conway, in West Little Rock, Bryant, Hot Springs, El Dorado, and Northwest Louisiana. That's it for today's Get Ready for the Future show. We'll see you again next week. The Gen Wealth Financial Team is available to you 24-7 at info at getreadyforthefuture.com or call our offices at 501-653-7355. You should personally consult a financial advisor before making any investment, and no strategy can assure success. Gen Wealth Financial Advisors is an Arkansas-registered investment advisor with securities offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. The Get Ready for the Future show is a production of Gen Wealth Financial Advisors, and opinions expressed are not those of this radio station and are for general information only. 